There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. All right, guys. So Target, mm. all the systems in Target crashed over the weekend, all right? Oh And they left shoppers unable to check out anything. Nightmare. So my question to you is, what store would you freak out if it went down? See, my answer is not really a store, though. Mine is like my barber. Like if, if Which my one? barber you found, have three of them, bro. Well, you got to be more specific. My third one. If if if, <laughs> if like all the systems Damn, went down, them. if it went down during, <laughs> during my haircut, I'd have like half a half a, half a fade. Oh. It wouldn't look good, and I know my barber would be like, "Yo, no, 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 I can't finish this if I don't get, if I, you know, because he might think I don't, I'm not gonna pay him." Well, I'll tell you, mine is also not a store. It's McDonald's because although sometimes their system is down, the shake and the ice cream system, well, the which is my joke, pet yeah. fucking peeve. It's like the hottest day of the year. I want to get my kid a shake. Oh no, miss, no, there's no ice cream, no shakes. It's down. I don't understand that. But I will say, Happy Meals make my kid happy, and if that went down. I don't know where I'd be, honestly. You'd be unhappy. I don't know. <laughs> um, mine would be BJ's um, because, it, I mean, the line for waiting for BJ's is long enough. Wait so. a second. Oh, the store. Yeah, yeah. the store. Oh. I was about to say, I don't like waiting Back for BJ's. for a second. I don't like waiting for BJ's either. The Latinos Out Loud Podcast. Yo, 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 And it just doesn't feel right. Well, we're trying to do the bullet sounds that he does. Yeah, I don't know. It, was it a machine gun? Try it again. Let's it hear it. I'm just going to bring it. Yo, yo, yo. That's it. I just had to bring it from somewhere. I found it. But Frank, I miss you. I love you. This is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. This is episode 105. Yes. I am. Yeah. I am Rachel La Loca. And I am. Yeah. Juan Vago. Jay Ferns. Bless you. 
I didn't know what you did there. Usually we were doing the thing where we repeat the, yeah, what the person just is, did, but I don't know what that ha- what he just did. You did? I, it was I like a that weird was the interpretation of what Rachel's is. Yeah, you but it was like a weird cough, and I just didn't think it was funny enough. It wasn't even a cough. Ooh. What are you talking about? I don't know. I like it when you do what a, a funny it? thing, but you just did something weird there. So sometimes I am weird. That's part of my. We brand. need Frank back. Frank, this whole fucking thing is just fucking. Well, out. listen, we spoke about it. There was a warning that fake news and the last topic he had and. Look, next episode, and um, he's not even here. You don't want to see the na- what he talked about? You don't even want to see the name, right? Yeah, you can. Dr. Something. Dr. Something, yeah. yeah. Not Dr. Phil, but I'm a doctor. <laughs> I just hope somebody hears from him, you know? I'm, I'm a little it, nervous. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. So hopefully by well, next wait, week. Wait, we can't scare our fans like that because they're not fans. Why not? Them. It's good marketing. <laughs> what the fuck, Mike? <laughs> Frank's going to be like, yo, guys, why, why is my phone Mike. blowing up? You know how many phone calls I had to call? Where in the world is Notici- Nibs? What do we call them? Oh, Frank Spiracy News. Yo, I love how we, we set up the chair and it's empty. Like Frank is supposed to be there. So it's like a reminder that he's not we here. We have a cardboard cutout of Frank's face on the chair right now. So. Yeah, and like an empty bottle of Jack, because that's usually what's here, too, with Frank. <laughs> well, guys, let's just talk, because I okay. have a lot on my chest. Oh, hello. Okay? Okay. Gotta get it off. Gotta okay. let it loose. Okay. Gotta that's shake all. it free. Okay. Don't break it, though. I won't break it. No doubt. Well, on Friday, I had the pleasure of hosting... A wonderful performance by former guest of the Latinos Aloud podcast, Miss Yaya. 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 We were live at the Engine Room in Times Square. A beautiful Wait, where? Venue. You were here? Guess what? A- Jamie, this is how it comes full fucking circle. Because oh, one day Jamie and I went to an event, got a little tipsy, put in the pot in the lift engine room, and it took us to the place that I actually hosted at on Friday. Yeah. Where's CJ? <laughs> I don't see CJ here. There's two fucking engine rooms in Manhattan. Yeah. And, how and does we, that happen? We were a lot closer to that one. So like Rachel was like, wow, this is pretty cheap. So you like eight <laughs> bucks. <laughs> eight bucks. And then we found out what the real engine room was like 60 bucks. <laughs> Did you even pay me back for that? I you said it was fuck. okay. I thought you said it was on you. On wow. me, $60? It was on Just me do- for $10, oh, Jamie. no. All right. Rachel, that. do what I do with uh, all those apps. I request it. You just, <laughs> just request him. Don't wait for him. Just request the money. Well, anyway. And yeah, I just, yeah. I'll I can't believe it was at the engine room, which is a beautiful venue. So shout out to them. Um, it's owned by Egyptians. Shukran okay. Elwi. Speak a little Arabic for you. Uh, and then it was just a beautiful salsa performance. This woman comes up to me from behind and I look at her and it's, a, te- it's a teacher from my son's school. Oh, You invited her? You got to understand. There was only like maybe a hundred people there, I would say, maybe. And like... Out of all the Latinos in New York City that love salsa, because it was a great salsa performance, a teacher from my kid's school. Let me just paint the picture real quick. I drop off my kid at school. I'm lucky if my shirt doesn't have holes in it. Like, I have no You're makeup. Whole, you have holes right now. So. I, I'm it. Yeah, but that's for fashion. Okay. Um, I have, like, a handkerchief around my head. Like, I look busted. And yeah. she was just like, wait a minute. You do this? And then she just whipped out the, like, Spanish Harlem. She goes, okay, mama, listen to me. Tonight... You are not Zonovan's mommy, okay? And tonight, I am not a teacher in Zonovan's school. Wow. And I was like, okay, 
we good. Yeah. I, and it would have been good either way. I'm just saying. But it's kind of like, it's odd. It's, it felt, so did you see her this? And this is not a parent-teacher conference. Have you okay? seen her yet since the night? I did not see her today. She was, I mean, we smoked hookah. We were drinking. I don't know. She, does she have, like, does she, like, in school, does she cover, like, have, like, a, her hair all done up? Like like a ponytail and then like glasses what? and it's like yo Mrs this sounds like Betty the Fair bro <laughs> <laughs> like, Mrs Ruiz is that you <laughs> no she's so cute and she wears like Sesame Street shirts all the time like Cookie Monster and Elmo it was great it was such a wonderful event shout out to Miss Yaya and to Urban Lifestyle Media Jorge Cano Moreno and Zylene and everybody wonderful performance and I had a great time I promoted the podcast Excellent. I saw that someone was posting it on the Instagram story. Excellent. 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 Tonight, you Rachel, are not a, a podcaster, question. and I am not a podcast listener. <laughs> How do you prep for being a host when you do those live events? Um, I usually have a cup of coffee right before. Um, now you just, look, with these, there's no real transition from who I am to who I am on stage. You know, obviously I'm going to pump it up, but it's very organic and natural. I love hosting. I love talking to people. I love making people laugh. Somebody in the audience came up to me afterwards, and you got to love this. And she was just like, um, I don't usually laugh. You made me laugh. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. I like how they set it up. I never laugh. I only laugh 1% of my life, and you made me laugh. <laughs> I have no joy in my life, but you <laughs> added a little bit to I'm always depressed, but you know what? You were a sunshine of my day. God. And then this weekend was also the birthday party extravaganza. Oh extravaganza. Extravaganza. Oh so the, the Instagram pictures actually like they it was more than I than you even described last week. I was like, wow, you really went all out. I live for this shit, motherfucker. You even had like homeless people I in the live party. For like you took over birthday it parties for kids. It was like a night My at the mu- a night at the train museum. It was like you took it over for the for oh, the whole. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Ooh, I, that was a good. That that's a good like, title. You should have told her that. <clears throat> now it's already done. Next year. Yeah. We had uh, Donovan's four train birthday party at the New York Transit Museum. Shout the out to details, them. Please. It was a wonderful experience. I love doing this kind of stuff because you really get to have your, I think, creativity and. The fun and passion you have for doing these kind of things really come out in like the goodie bags and the decor and the cupcakes. Do you have and like the a checklist? Treats. Do you have like a checklist of all this stuff? And do you like check it while the party's going on? Like, how does it work with you when you're putting everything together? That's so funny you ask because you know what? I do have a checklist. I bring it with me. It's highlighted. It's color coded. And uh, yeah, they whatever. It was great. You got to be coordinated to do something like this and to do it successfully is all I'm saying. Um, but shout out to the New York Transit Museum for really showing my son a wonderful time. Nice. This kid who's infatuated with the MTA here in New York City really had the fucking time of his life. I never seen him so happy. It was great. So is there I never been to the train museum before. Is there like there I saw pretty much a, they have real trains, right? Yeah. Like they have trains. Do they dating. smell? Is, is it real? Like, does it smell like urine? Oh, yeah, is it? Is there like a a homeless guy like sitting in the middle of the just like with his head down? Hey. And you don't know, and that whole car is empty because it smells like human shit yeah there was like this really dirty dude whacking off in the corner i was like this is not appropriate but it's real it's real that's what i want from museum i want realness (laughs) 
All right, back. Yo, listen, back. So more details, please. I'm very No, I'm not going to get that many details. It's my kid's birthday party. But, like, I will say uh, inside the goodie bag was a precisely planned um, seven-layer, if you will, to the goodie bag. I mean, I packed it with New York Transit-themed items like a whistle and a keychain and the stickers and the cookie. And, you know, I just love doing this stuff. So I'm curious. Uh, Again, I, I like to binge IG story you. Um, so you had like a little bit of a delay of the stuff that was going on in the party. Is it because you were in the moment? Like, how do you balance that out? Like, how do you well, how do you, you balance ask. your Let camera me... while crying while then keeping focus on all the stuff? Like, explain. I'll answer your first question. Is that like like the MTA? The Wi-Fi there sucks. Oh. <laughs> sucks. I can't believe there was no Wi-Fi. I was like, but there's no Wi-Fi. MTA Wireless is not in its own museum? Okay, I understand. Not really. So that's why there was an enormous delay Mm. in the posts. And then I will say one more shout-out to New York's Bravest because we decided to stay in the downtown Brooklyn area for quite some time. And my niece was here from Florida, so we frolicked a little. And we passed by a firehouse, and they came out and sang happy birthday to him and put their Uh, fire jacket uh, and helmet on him and... I saw that. that. Rachel, are you? uh, Do you like a man in uniform? Who doesn't, Jamie? Come on, who doesn't? She's married. What kind of question is that? No, but I admire a man in a in a uniform. Yeah. How about you, Jamie? Do you like women in uniforms? Uh, I do. Yeah, I'm a like which one? Uh, (laughs) You put me on the spot. I can't think of any woman in a uniform right now. Nurse. A nurse. A nurse. Speaking of. Birthdays, all right? So it's like in chronological order, right? So it's, it's DJ's birthday. Then it's Andrew, your nephew's, right? Yeah. And your birthday. Your birthday is coming up. Mm-hmm. So where you're at at your senior age, like how do you feel? Oh, your really? Senior... You're, telling, you're talking to me yeah, about yeah, senior age? You can't, give old, what? you can't give senior what? jokes because you're like a lot. Your audience doesn't me. know that. They don't know our bio. I'm telling Listen, them now. I'm so I'm, the I'm asking now. you it's right now. It's easy to find out these days. Is it? I don't know. My MDB says they, it's, there's a law. You can't hide the your true age on IMDB. No you can't. shit. You have to. They, they fought it. They, they yeah, but that's it. IMDB Plus. That's when you have to pay for it. <laughs> Yo, the non-paying one, they don't give a shit. They're just like, oh, okay, Un- unknown <laughs> or uh, unknown age of birth. So I'm asking you, yeah. uh, what are your plans? You know, the older you get. Well, actually, look, Saturday I did hang out, oh. um, and I it was like it was gonna be like I'm just gonna stay home and watch Chernobyl, finish up Chernobyl. But uh, we uh, we did go out, um, Andrew and our you know our 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 girlfriends, and Sweet. we. And um, we got home like 4 a.m. And then you realize how how old you are when you're like... What time did you wake up? Oh, like noonish? I think you texted me and you were like, yo... My bad. What's up? No, because you invited me. I invited like, Frank. So I got Frank. Sorry. Wow. Wow. Thanks, Rachel. Go ahead. No, I invited. What? I invited Bago, but it was like I'm thinking he's up, and it's like 1:59 in the morning, or like yeah, 2 a.m. I, I hit up Jamie because I was telling him that I was probably going to be in Washington Heights for a comedy show, yeah. and then I didn't follow up. So, so I figured I we will both be out super late. It was yeah. 2 a.m. I was in the Heights in the lounge, and I'm like, "Yo, come through," and he's and he never responded. So I'm like, "Oh, he's." All right, I passed out early then. So that's how old he is. So, so again, you, but you're tomorrow, circling. my actual day of the birthday, I'm just gonna, you know, um, eat with Fatima or just uh, reservations and uh, in a restaurant. No party? No, nah, no parties. Okay. I'm not a big like. I don't put my birthday on a pedestal. You know what I mean? Oh, very modest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, 
I think now it's time for that, you know, special uh, birthday bochincha bites. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Bochincha bites. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Bochincha bites. Hey y'all, what's going on? Hey Jamie, yo, what's what's up? I'm uh, I'm talking for Frank. What's up, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. That that was a. It was weird. It was a weird segue from like the birthday talk to like, oh yeah, oh yeah. By the way, let's have the birthday version of the bites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working after two years on the transitions. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. Yes. OJ Simpson is killing it on Twitter. Yo, the juice is officially loose on social media. <laughs> he and check it out. Look, he's talking now. He has videos in his first post. It's so creepy. It's creepy. In his first post, he's like, "I got some things to straighten out," <laughs> and then he's promising followers they're gonna get to read all his thoughts and opinions on just about everything because wow. that's what everybody really is clamoring <laughs> for. And he ends it with like, "I got a little getting even to do." Like, come on, really? dude. Everybody, you can't that. say that. Like, if you've been convicted of any type of murder, nobody wants to hear, like, murderous, murderous phrases like that. <laughs> so, question, are you following him? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. I'm not. Actually, you know what? People are retweeting him that I follow. So, I'm not even following him. And I'm seeing all these videos pop up. And I'm like, why is everybody posting, you know, his second post was even weirder. His second post is, like, just him barbecuing by himself. It's fucking weird. Like, just cooking stuff on the grill solo. Like, even his boys don't trust him around cutlery. Oh, shit. It's like, yo, I got, nah, I got plans today, OJ. Yeah, maybe we can hang out next time and, you oh. know, in public with witnesses. Oh, you, you cooking with a knife? <laughs> nah, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the drive-thru right now, Wendy, so I'm good. Yo, imagine a dinner party with him would be, like, annoying. He'll just be joking, like, yo, if the oven mitt don't fit, you must have quit. Oh, God, Jamie. Jamie. No, that's a joke that he would say. It's a bad oh, joke, but OJ's saying that. OJ was saying that. And everybody would be like, OJ, come on, you always say that joke. Um, <laughs> and then his last post, he, de- he his last post was some juicy, juicy stuff. Oh. On juice. Uh, he denied ever sleeping with Kris Jenner. Oh, so he... And he denied him. that he's the father of Chloe, because a lot of, there was a rumor like that, too. Right. Oh. It seems like he's been watching like a, a lot of Access Hollywood. If I was Mario Lopez, I'd watch my back. <laughs> he seems pretty angry at all these rumors. Um, and then he says that he'll get, be giving out some fantasy football tips, which is kind of like if the Zodiac Killer was like saying he was going to read people's horoscopes and shit. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if you can just kind of like sidestep the whole murder stuff. Um, <laughs> but Twitter's, there's a lot of weird people on Twitter in general now. Amanda Knox, who might or might not have killed a foreign exchange student, she got a new page. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, that wasn't a question. That was like, yeah, wow. it's that's rhetorical. That's yeah. rhetorical. Yeah, she probably has some cute emojis she wants to like tweet out. And um, <laughs> and convicted sexual assaulter Bill Cosby. He has a Twitter account. He well, he's had a Twitter account, but he put on Father's Day he put a post saying, calling himself America's dad. Uh, America's favorite dad. His, he's still America's favorite dad. In his in his he still thinks this in his Are prison you cell. Kidding me, Bill Cosby. So he has he has access. I'm to still his your favorite dad. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and somehow all, we, with all these crazy people, Donald Trump is still the creepiest person on Twitter. Absolutely. Uh, I'll end that story on that. Um, <laughs> not to get. I don't want to get political. Uh, guys, yes. granny panties. Yes. They're the new fashion trend. Awesome. Yes. Rachel, finally. 
so excited. Millennials and the Gen Z shoppers. Wait, repeat that? Gen Z. Gen Zs? Gen Zs. No, well, they're Gen Z, like Gen X, but now Gen Z. But you just, that was you that created that? No, Gen that's the thing. Okay. I'm going to create that. All shit. right. Um, so they are, they're, they're going for the bigger bottoms. Really? The granny panties. And like, so all these brands, like Rihanna has a brand of granny panties. Um, Kim Kardashian was wearing some. But they're like cute. They're right? cute, right? Okay. They're cute. Would you wear the male version of the granny panties? The is it still uh, granny uh, whiteies? Whiteies? <laughs> granny undies? Yeah. Uh, I I I've been known to wear. I've when I was younger, I used to wear them, but they had like Ninja Turtles on them and shit. Oh, uh, how cute! Young that like two school, years right? ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can uh, see you wearing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle undies like now, current day. Uh, no comment. Uh, <laughs> But that's a potential birthday present if you're thinking about it. Oh, perfect. To the listeners, you're saying? That's great. <laughs> yeah, anybody wants to mail me underwear. <laughs> it's totally not weird. Uh, but I don't know. It's a little weird thinking of, like, your grandmother wearing sexy granny panties. Mm. You know? Like, my grandmother hasn't had a badonka donk since the 40s. Ooh. Oh, wow. I don't know if they still pronounce I think grandma's was not that a, thongs was anyways. That a name? It's huh? reversed. They wear think, tangas? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's reversed la la now. I think there's an opportunity for Cisco to make a comeback. Mm. Like, oh. instead of thong song, you do the granny panty song. How do we go? How was, I don't know. Uh, baby, make your booty old. I don't know. <laughs> Take you to the old folks' home. Grand, 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 grand pan. That sounds like an Asian restaurant, the grand pan. Come to grand pan. Come to grand pan. Don't do that I won't. I won't do it. I'm not going to offend anybody today. And finally, guys, mm. there's this guy called the Sperminator. Okay? He's donated his seed uh, like 50 times. He has like 48 kids out there, and they what? call him the Sperminator. And he recently stru- struck again. Uh, You're making it sound like he's a He recently jerked again. Uh, <laughs> and he donated his seed to an 18-year-old girl who lives in East Harlem. Okay. So this guy, it's the gift that keeps on giving. This guy is just... Uh, is there a Hallmark card for something like this? Like, you know, you've come a long way. Happy 50th. <laughs> Keep spreading that seed. Does he have a collection of, like, tiny specimen cups mounted on a wall for every sperm he donates? Um, <laughs> I, is this guy, like, a good guy? Like that he's just I don't get it. I'm confused. That's so his thing. Guy- this guy's okay, sperm, sperm is so popular. Sperm comes out of a penis. Yeah. Okay, I got Boys that one. Boys have penises. Yes. But and how did he get 49? Like, is his sperm, like, Look, he's a math professor. He's a 43-year-old math professor, which already is kind of old to be giving up your sperm. Like, dude, leave it for the younger <laughs> guys, right? <laughs> but he's racked up some serious spawn, right, in this past year. So 15 babies since last Father's Day. And, um, and so he has... 50 right now, total. So he's just going to the sperm banks and being like, here you go, here you go, here you go? Or like, is he operating like a drive through sperm bank in his own home? How is this working? He did an online search for a free sperm. Oh, no, no. she The girl did a free online search. And she found him. I guess he's like ranked high. What is this? <laughs> he's like an app. And he's got sperm on the app. There's like a fantasy like, sperm donor like thing. What? You know, like fantasy football, but it's fantasy sperm donors. So he's number one. He's like the, I wonder if there's like a He's record. like the the Tom Brady of sperm donor. <laughs> <laughs> is there any I don't I don't have like a final word on this but is there anyone I want to give like a final word on this whole sperm story? Cuz I'm pretty much Oh, you you're putting it on us. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything? Would you do it? Would you donate your sperm? Um Well, not even donate. How I many how does it work? 
<laughs> yeah, how do you throw nice burn? I, I don't know. know I feel nervous. It. I think I feel I get stage fright, right? Because I can't even pee in a cup when I'm in the doctor's office. Because I'm like, yo, I can't do this here. Like this bathroom's cold, and uh, I'm, you know, I just. Uh, but uh, yeah, right now I guess I don't want to shoot any more blanks uh, about this story. So we're gonna end it. That's the uh, the bites. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and now it's time. For the fake news. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Well, hello, hello. Sorry I couldn't be there this week, but I'm leaving you guys with a fantastic fake news coming way up Germany where they have a hologram circus now meaning that the animals are not there, and they're using holograms now, and they just look just like the animals. Uh, the animals' rights activists and the PETA should be so happy. And, again, I'm sorry I can't be there this week. And next week I got a really juicy fake news for you guys. Have a good week, folks. Goodbye. Aww, uh, Frank. We miss you, Frank. There's kind of a lot of heavy breathing there. Is he donating sperm? <laughs> <laughs> Is he the Yo, I love how you Frank is, is he not the, even here. Frank, are you the Spermanator? Maybe. <laughs> That's why he couldn't make it. He's working on number 51. Um, Go, Frank. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Frank's not even here. He's like, yo, guys, we have a really good one next week. He's always like on that whole thing. And so, I love how he pronounces hologram. So, guys. The, the hologram. I don't, have, I don't have an actual segment. So, I'm going to be debuting a new segment. It's called the Bago Bogus News. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so, it, is it not the same way? Is it just another way of saying fake, fake news? No, no, because bogus and fake are not really, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little of uh, a... Okay. So my first uh, Juan Bago bogus news is about the holograms that these uh, circuses are coming out in Germany. I thought you were going to say the Holocaust. <laughs> oh, no, of course not. Hey, that's not bogus. That's <laughs> that's not bogus, Bago. What the fuck? It's a real thing. It, it affected hap- my family. <laughs> it so happened. please be careful where you proceed. So in in Germany, there's a circus called the Circus Roncalli, okay? And they have decided, after so many years of complaints, they were like, you know what? We're going to discontinue real animals. And they now have full-fledged, like, all the animals are actually holograms. Wow. Yes. So, like, hologram zebras and... Hologram elephants and, and everything. Yes. So I've heard of the Tupac hologram. hologram. I've heard of the Tupac hologram. Now they got Tupacoderm holograms. Sorry, I was trying to find Amen. it. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes I say it, and then that's what I realize I shouldn't have said. That's it. what this is for. It's okay. We can say whatever we it's want. A it's, safe, our it's a podcast. safe place. It's a safe place. So they have apparently um, it's it's working really well. It's an amazing show, and they have like eleven projectors, and it's just all out and. You know, everyone's really enjoying it. Like, if you feel like it's actually there without having any of the cruelty and the stuff that was going on. So it's just ho- animal uh, hologram cruelty, right? Not real hologram cruelty. Oh, shit. Uh, they don't train the holograms. No, the holograms but I mean, it's like, why can't you just let this this hologram run free in their hologram forest? Or, you know what is, I mean? Is that how it works? <laughs> Go, laser. Frolic, laser. <laughs> Go, prance and be a laser. <laughs> So it's not a secret that, you know, circuses have been, you know, less popular now. You know, we have the woke, you know, treating the animals right. So I'm wondering if um, the Bronx Zoo has some holograms or where there be any animals you guys would be interested in seeing in the hologram version. Mm, that's a good 
You know, mm. I, I would do yeah. rats, of course. You know, you need to see that. There is, yeah, there is a rat like section in the Bronx Zoo. I was like, hell, this the is road. nasty. Are you serious? It's a rodent section. It's like in the dark, and you just see like all these rats. I'm like, why I, even have so this wait? In New so York? the ones that like the, the the pizza rat and the one that was, did you see the one was the, doing pull ups? Yeah, the thing in the corner. Are those actually from the Bronx Zoo? They were trained, and they just went into the. They might. System? They might be because they're not. There normal. is a section where there's just like a bunch of pizza and rats eating it in the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> And they put them in a glass, and it's like, oh, shit, this is a type of rat. Pizza rat is actually a real type of rat. And there's a tunnel that leads to the projects <laughs> right across the street, underground. They just run back and forth from the projects of the Bronx Zoo. I think it'd be perfect, actually, because there was a polar bear that died oh. from the Bronx Zoo, and they have not, like, filled his spot. So I think it'd be good in memoriam of this polar bear. I forget her name, but she was, like, mad old, and she recently died. You know, I want to see how... Uh, uh, I want to see a Harambe um, hologram. I think we still talking about him? Come on, Frank. But I mean, I if you're gonna, if we're talking about zoo animals. That's like the number one zoo animal. It's like Harambe, and then who else? I don't know any other. There was a panda. Celebrity no, there was a, there wasn't a celebrity oh. panda. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chung Lee or something. Who? That's an album that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nicki Minaj came out with recently. Yeah, no, I don't know. What was the name of the panda? <laughs> Petey Panda. I don't know. Petey Panda. It doesn't Somebody. matter. That's a, that's a rapper. Anyways, guys, that's uh, that's my rap for the Wamboggle Bogus News. Is it time to put the heat back into your relationship with breakfast, but a hot breakfast just sounds like too much work? Well, it's time to head over to the egg aisle and pick up Just Crack an Egg. It's a hot, fluffy breakfast scramble that'll have you back in hot breakfast love in less than two minutes. All you've got to do is add a fresh egg over their hearty breakfast fixins, then stir, microwave, and reignite your love of breakfast. And something else you'll love about Just Crack an Egg is that it has no artificial flavors, dyes, or preservatives. But even better is how fluffy and cheesy and delicious it is. It comes in seven different varieties, including three brand new kinds, veggie, Southwest style, and protein-packed scrambles. Or just try one of the classics, like Denver or All-American. So don't wait for the weekend to get a little hot, hearty breakfast love into your AM. It's time to run with your arms wide open to the egg aisle and take breakfast back with just cracking egg. All right, you guys, this is the part of the show where we interview an amazing person. This is so exciting because he's calling us from across the country, all right? He is the winner of Last Comic Standing. You've seen him. He's got specials on Netflix. You're seeing him on Superstore. He's all over the place. Felipe Esparza! Woo! What up? What's up, up fool? <laughs> <laughs> We are fools. We yeah, fucking we are. are. Yeah, but. Totally. Yo, what's good? What is good? How are you? What's going on? Like, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, I'm doing great. Um, I'm working on a new um, Netflix special, a new sh- one-hour comedy show. Oh. And I'm going to do something different this time. I'm going to do one in Spanish, too. Dale. Pero elaborate a little bit on that, like. We could choose yeah. like we could choose on the menu like English or Spanish. Yeah, it'll be like one will be in totally in English and the other one will be in Spanish. That's gonna be the challenge because I'm not that good at speaking Spanish. Oh. <laughs> Wait, y por qué? Like, tell us I about no your idea. lineage here. Probably because I just grew up speaking English and I got to America when I was little, and um, it was horrible English, but we tried. 
And my mom, when we speak to her in English, she answers in Spanish. But she knows what we're saying. So did you have to do like a Rocky montage where you had to like really learn Spanish for the special, like even hardcore? I, 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 gotta listen, I wake up in the morning and I walk my dog and listen to CNN. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, right? Like, they just can't write Spanish CNN. They're going to do a CNN and then put a ye on it, which doesn't even belong to Listening to CNN in Spanish is like going into um, a Spanish class in the middle of the semester. I'm going to speak in Spanish if the Spanish speaker is didn't graduate high school. My my question to you is like as far as material, knowing that you're gonna do it both in English, English and Spanish, like what? How is it prepping for doing both languages? Um, I, I noticed that the span when I do it in Spanish, I'm more creative with the jokes, and then I, I try to do that. In my I try I pick up little tags that I came up with in Spanish, and then I throw them into my English show. But some jokes are really I'm surprised that are get are getting bigger laughs in Spanish. So do you have, like, sometimes, like, uh, people just come coming to see you, do they know they're seeing the Spanish one, like the live the live audience? They know. I let them know right away it's oh, okay. in Spanish. I give them, like, two weeks' notice. Yo, are you going to do, like, What's Up, Fool, but the Spanish version of it? Yeah, man. I don't, that word doesn't exist, so it'll, it'll be, que onda, wey? <laughs> so, Felipe, I want to just hit the rewind button for a little bit. You were brought up in Boyle Heights around Lyon. Yeah, 90210. Represent, but, like, tell us about the upbringing <clears throat> and, like, it, it sounds like you were around just a lot of drugs and crime and gangs. Yes. And how did you stay away from all that, and how does that have anything to do with your comedy today? I didn't, I didn't stay away from it. I actually joined in. I participated. I, I grew up in a neighborhood called um, Pico Aliso Housing Projects. It's connected to um, two other housing projects, Aliso Village and... Pico Gardens, and I grew up in Pico Gardens housing projects. So, Felipe, we're hearing that you quit a warehouse job to play a character in a warehouse. <laughs> Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, man. I was working at a, at a warehouse, several warehouses, UPS, RPS, other variations. Like deliveries? Like this was all about deliveries? Inside the warehouse. I was driving a forklift. I was loading boxes. I was wrapping them up. I would put them inside the truck, outside the truck. Yo, but and I quit that job. Did you see some shit? Like, what did you see? In there, I, I would load stuff. At, at, like, sometimes it was rifles. Oh. Sometimes it was... I didn't look inside. I was just red. It, it said um, arms. Some people got arrested for stealing, but I never stole anything. Good. Good for you. <laughs> and then tell us how... Only a UPS. I was arrested for unloading packages in my car. Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> what can Brown do for you? A lot. There you go. <laughs> and then playing a role in a warehouse. So what got you from that, from, from growing up, you know, in that kind of type of environment, what got you, what gave you that comedy itch? You know what I mean? What was, like, the first thing that, that you saw or heard that was like, you know what, this is something that I might want to be interested in doing? When I, we were little kids, we used to watch only Spanish television. Like, it was always on Channel 34, Univision. So we, we would watch all kinds of comedy shows, like Los Polivoces, 
Chavo del Ocho, uh, Capolina, and we used to watch a lot of Spanish movies, so I got to learn comedy from that. But then someone showed me Eddie Murphy, uh. Delirious, mm. and it was more relatable, and, uh, and Richard Pryor. Yeah. So I wanted to be a comedian right away. That keeps coming up on this podcast. Like often we interview comedians and that those two names pop up almost every time. I love that. I love the common denominators that form after doing this for so long. Yeah, and I saw, uh, I think I saw, someone loaned me a tape of stand-up comedy and Paul Rodriguez was in it. It was like his first HBO special when he was 22. So I said, if he could do it, I could do it. Felipe, do you still remember how you prepped for your like your first time you were doing stand up? And do you stay consistent? Oh yeah, man. I, I I even put on the clothes like cause I, I thought that you're gonna dress like a comedian. Oh, I so I, I was looking for a tie, and I was looking for a coat with uh, patches on the elbows. <laughs> so I found a coat that it was checkerboard, but it looked like those checkerboard chef pants, you know. Oh, and man. I I couldn't find a tie, but I, someone loaned me a. Like a cowboy tie, it was weird. It was like a bolo. A bolo tie. Oh yeah, it was totally wild. That's like something like, like somebody would wear on like Star Surge. That's like a real old school kind of. <laughs> Did you bomb the first time you you performed? Oh no, man! I was ready. I. I look like Fosse Bear from the Muppets. <laughs> oh my God. Waka waka. Corny. Corny. <laughs> so from there. I have some jokes yeah. though, not even funny, bro. I said this joke. I said um. I said, we need more Latino films. I said, we should just do redo the films that are already made. Like, instead of Latin of Mojicans, we could do Latin of Mojados. <laughs> <laughs> instead of, um, you know, instead of um, soap operas, all my children, it could be all my mijos. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my, one of my first jokes. Two people laughed. Two people laughed? <laughs> You're like, there's my audience right there. Yeah, man. I was excited. I was. I remember, like, I, I didn't have. To, I talked too fast, you know, so I didn't have the timing on the jokes. But the people still laughed because of my mistakes. But later on, I learned timing. And then, it, like, so you were learning the timing. So then, what what happened after that? Like, or were you starting to go more consistently and deep diving into doing the the doing the stand up? I started there at this place called the Natural Fudge. It was like a vegetarian coffee house. Oh my god! And they did mu music and stand-up comedy and poetry. But on Monday, Monday nights, it was punk rock music and comedy. So I met comedians there that were barely starting off, but they had a little bit more experience than me. I met Jamie Kennedy. I met some comedians there, Freddie Soto and Alonzo Bowden, and these guys. Like they, they told me about other places, and then I would go to the comedy shows that they would go to. So right now you're developing a sitcom with Vin Diesel. Hello, his yes. production company. Tell us about this whole thing about a blended family, which is what we're seeing so much in real life and not so much on TV. So please enlighten us. My wife and I, we've been working with um, One Race, and we've, we've been putting up, um, having a meeting with different writers about having a blended comedy show where blended family where the, I'm the husband and my wife is white mm -hmm. and we just go from there so like in real life you know because a lot of my shows where I go to there's a lot of mixed couples not just white and black but black and Mexican and Chinese and Mexican 
Even in Utah, man, you see Samoans and Mexicans mixing. Wow. Yeah, you know, like you know what you get when you. Mix. Yeah, you know when you get when you mix Samoans and Mexicans, what? you get Samoan Mexicans. Yeah, it means Rafa Safalopa. So, are you comfortable like acting now? Like, you know, being a comedian, and, and did you were you once you start getting into the acting world? Like, did you take lessons, or were you like, I'm just gonna be me? Yeah, I, I started taking acting classes in um, 2005, I think, around that time, and I've been not consistent, but um, I'm getting, I'm actually paying attention now. And I'm getting better. <laughs> and you just, but recently- I've been in a couple of movies already. But this movie didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it went straight to iTunes. <laughs> and you just wrapped up right now, Hentify. So it's been like sort of full circle. You being from that neighborhood, and now they they were shooting that that series there, right? Yes, I was lucky to be on that show. We have um, now three guests on this show. We had Julissa, and we had Carlos Santos also on the show recently. Did you get to work closely with them on Hentified at all? I got to work with Carlos in one scene where um, we're in a restaurant, and I got to work. I didn't get to work with Yulisa, but I worked with Carrie Martin. I worked mainly with J.J. Sora, where I'm, I'm like his best friend. I play my, You ever seen that movie, Rudy? Yeah, with the, yeah, the, the small, and tiny remember, football player. Remember how, mm. Yeah, remember when that guy helped him out, the janitor, and he gave him advice? That's who I play. I play the guy with full, that comes in with philosophical um, ideas, and um, I pretty much keep the Morales family in check. Oh, nice. I'm like the guy that you don't expect him to be smart, but he's very prolific in the end. You're he's like, very, whoa. Very wise. He's not just a pothead. <laughs> he knows Socrates. <laughs> he's not just a pothead. He's, he's quoting Pablo Neruda. Oh, damn. Uh, a lot of people uh, remember you from um, NBC's Last Comic Standing, right? Woo-hoo. Now, you know, th- there's a misconception yeah. like you get on that show and all of a sudden you win in, all of a sudden, hey, is this overnight success? But that's not really the case. Anytime there's an overnight success, quote unquote, it's usually th- nobody sees like the long road to get there. You know what I mean? So, where, how did I that know, feel? Man. How did that feel kind of just. You know, having that thrust on you, like once you won, you know, like everybody kind of like he's the new flit, he's the new guy, like in town and stuff like that. How did you feel about that? Was it overwhelming? I felt good to win because I never won anything in my life, and um, to be on that show and also to be on every week. I was on a, I was on television for like nine weeks in a row. Like most, I gained a lot of fans during that time. And we know it's funny when I won, I won two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but my son's mom filed for child support the next day. Oh, no wow. way! Timing. It's all no about way. timing. Yeah, no lie, <laughs> she became the last baby mama standing. Ay, santísimo. Yeah, but the, but the verdad, I, I ended up giving most of it to the for what I owed, and I paid all my debts, you know, at the end, and I, I donated money to like a couple of charities. Homeboy Industry and a couple other places, um, women's shelters. That's beautiful, Felipe. Wow. Yeah, this is women's shelter in Boyle Heights where they treat women like who come from abusive neighborhoods or they left their their man because he's abusive, so they don't have nowhere to stay. So these people they, they get to stay there for a week till they get their things together. 
Um, Felipe, this podcast, we like to say that we move Latinos forward while making them laugh. And every guest that we interview, we somehow touch on a topic that truly resonates. And I just want to broach the subject of mental health real quick, if you don't mind. I know you checked yourself into rehab before 21. You grew up around a lot of drugs and alcohol. Like, could you just give our listeners maybe some advice or, or tell us tell us about, like, that journey and how you flip the negatives into positives? I would say that um, if you have a, a drug problem you want to stop, I would say that um, don't tell yourself I want to stop. You know, tell a stranger. Tell somebody. You know, welcome to an, 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 uh, an, a, a person you don't even know. Excuse me, my name is so-and-so. I really want to quit drugs. You know what? That's the first step, you know? Because if you keep telling yourself, I'm going to stop, it's never going to happen. But once you put it out in the air, once you put it out in a world where another person knows, it becomes real. And now you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. But don't think about it as, I'm going to quit for the rest of my life, because that's impossible. It's never going to happen. you got to think about it as, I'm going to quit today, or I'm going to not do drugs this hour, or this second. Or this minute, you know, t- take it step by step. Tijuana wasn't built in a day. It just looks that way. Orale. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, man, because I remember when I when I first quit, I didn't want to quit. And um, I only quit because they were going to beat my butt up. They were going to kick my ass in my neighborhood. So I kind of chickened out, you know. I, I was, that's why I like the Prince of the... the the Prince of Bel Air, mm-hmm. because somebody wanted to beat him up, and he went with his rich uncle. But I don't have that, so I ended up going to rehab <laughs> for about a year. Yeah, the last the last verse didn't matter. I ended up quitting, you know, but it took time, you know, step by step, one day at a time. The um before we wrap up, tell us about the Bad Hombre tour. Oh. The bad hombre tour. We call it the bad hombre. Yeah, I said it. I said it really. I said it really boring. I said the bad hombre tour. Yeah, bad hombre. We call it bad hombre because um, we wanted to call it bad hombre, but then nobody will show up. So. (laughs) Yeah, we got too many of those in our lives. Bad hombres. I like that. We call it the bad hunger tour. (laughs) You know, it's funny though because on my first, on my second, on my special HBO. I talk about how one time uh, we were doing a show and all the names on the marquee was Esparza, um, Torres, and Roque. And there's a white lady. She asked the manager, is this show going to be all in Spanish? And um, I said, of course it is. But uh, when I went on stage, I talked about it. And I said, you know, some woman asked the the manager if the show was going to be all in Spanish. But that's fair, you know. She don't know who we are. <clears throat> but we do the same thing, though. We're guilty of it, too. When we go to a comedy show and the comedians are all white and the audience is white, we ask questions. Oh, man, is this show going to be funny or what? Because <laughs> I don't watch no Big Bang Theory, man. I watch shows I could relate to, like I almost got away with it. Yes, <laughs> I shouldn't be alive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be alive. What is it all? Yeah, that's all. So you watch a lot of the uh, uh, Discovery Channel. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, man. I, I spend a lot of time on the road. So Felipe, my last question to you is: What got you? Yes, sir. 
to start your podcast? Because I know you were one of the pioneers being Latino to start a podcast. What got you to start a podcast? Um, first of all, there's a comedian named Al Madrigal yes. and mm-hmm. Bill Burr, mm-hmm. and they started a network called All Things Comedy. It was like a co-op, and then they invited a bunch of different people to bring their comedy podcast to the studio, and they'll have a studio to perform in, and th- then Bill Burr will put it up on iTunes for them. So basically, they're not going to do nothing but show up, record, leave, and then the network will put it up for them. And we share in revenue. Like They help us get advertisements for our show, and pretty much they don't charge us for none of this. So we help, we help each other. So they told me to start a podcast because there's no Latinos in our network. So I started the What's Up Food podcast, and they're the ones that invited me. Five years ago, I started it. Nice. Wow. Well, thank you for paving the way for us fellow Latino podcasters. We're certainly learning from the pioneers and trying to Latinos out loud. Yeah, baby. That's who we are. Hell yeah. That's who we be. We loud and we Latino That's as fuck. That's who we be. We need, we need like, we need more, like, more Latino podcasts, not just ours. Like, I don't, I always tell people, what, what should I do? Start my podcast. Do it, bro. What do you like to do? He goes, I like to watch movies, bro. Go watch all the movies you want, bro. Record ten episodes and put them up one by one. Word. That's really all it takes, and it's a passion also that you have to have for it, because as you know, it's a lot of work, but we do it because we love it. So we want. It's a lot of work, man. Especially when the guests don't show up. Oh, oh shit. Wow. Oh. Is or this like a segment? A, or, like... <laughs> or, you get a, or you get a guest who you thought was going to be awesome, but you, but he, he answers questions with one answer. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, nah, you got to, like, force something out of there. You know what I mean? Or and the then you're going to improvise now. Or the ones that just, like, make the whole podcast the answer to one question. Like, they never come up for air. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they go through their whole history without us asking. It's like, so, um, I was born, and then it ends with, and so now I'm here. And I'm like, yo, we didn't even or, ask you anything. And now we got to go. <laughs> or, then, or then they tell you, uh, or, or they turn around and you start interviewing you. Oh, Yeah. I don't mind that so much, but that's I know, but then, like, but then, like, and then they never got to promote their movies. The public is getting mad, mad at them. Oh my god, I think we're on to something, people. These are like, what do we call this? Like the podcast bloopers or something? I remember we had a guest who didn't know, I think she didn't know what a podcast was. Oh, no. She got all dressed up and put on makeup and all that. Oh. And, and she had a, she bought a makeup person and hair person. And I said, you know, we we record this. Oh my! Wait, I got one more. I'm sorry, we're on to something. Go what ahead. About, what about the guests that don't know how the microphone operates and like they step oh away from the God. fucking mic and it's like, do you know this stuff? <laughs> you gotta tell them ten times. Speak up to the mic. I feel like we're gonna have to edit some of these some of these comments out because some <laughs> some of our guests are gonna be like, yo, that's me. Oh, oh. Oh, how about this? They beg you to be on, and when they're on, they don't even promote it. Oh, wow. That's the one that kills me. I should be on your post. Like fucking Instagram, bro? You can't even put one little post like on your live at the Latinos Out Loud podcast? What the fuck? At least retweet it. At least least group text it. it. A group email. (laughs) 
Or can I get a follow, motherfucker? Whoa! Yes! Oh. That is the worst. Like, we're friends now, aren't we? I follow you, you follow me back. This is, this is like a podcast intervention here. Like, we're yeah. just going off. <laughs> no, you, Tell them why you mad, Felipe. Tell them why you mad. I know, man. You follow them, but the next, you, you follow hey, them and it lingers. The next guest right now is going, oh, shit. <laughs> Lot of I pressure. do all those things. A lot of pressure. Yo, on that note, we have got to wrap or else we'll, we'll never All right. Wrap. We love you. We're proud of you. We support I love you. you. Felipe Esparza. I love This is the Que Lo Que segment, so I'm going to direct everyone's attention to Felipe Esparza. Felipe, Que Lo Que. What's up, fool? Felipe Esparza right here. I'll be in New York City, comedy. Caroline's on Broadway on the 22nd, um, June 20th to 23rd, Thursday through Sunday. Follow me on Instagram, Felipe Esparza Comedian. Uh, Twitter, Funny Felipe or Funny Felipe Everywhere. Or the fat dude who won that's coming standing. Woo! Google it. Yeah, so uh, just catch, uh, just a reminder to catch Room 28, where we'll be appearing on Bring the Funny. Woohoo! Uh, July 9th is the first episode. Uh, I don't know if that's the episode that we'll be on, but just catch the show and continue watching, and we'll show up uh, eventually. Yay! And Jay Ferns at Instagram. Uh, mine is Juan Bago and all the platforms. Uh, I'm going to be shooting some stuff in the near future, so stay tuned. So some videos are going to be coming out during the summertime. That mysterious. If you uh, follow me on my social medias, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, so first, got to shout out Nuestra Gente at Yerro.com. That's double L-E-R-O.com. The news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. Check out their interview with the writer-director of indie film De Lo Mio to find out what inspired her and why it's important to rep for Latinos in the film industry. Visit Yerro.com for the full story. And I must say that there's a special event coming in a few days. And that is the Comedy Derailed show on June 27th. And I have a surprise for your asses. We've got three of the stars of the show here tonight on the nice. Latinos Out Loud podcast. Nice. Okay, so it is such an exciting moment because we have taken over this motherfucker. Ooh, ooh. The ladies wow, of Comedy Derailed. <laughs> yes. We are here, ooh. ladies and gentlemen. I introduce to you... Three of the stars of our upcoming show. We've got Sarah Ann Houghton, Glory Mora, and McKenna Cox in oh, the building. Oh, what's popping? Yo, this is so popping right now. This feels so good right now. I like oh, it. Good. Let's keep it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did they? We'll just take over the show. Well, what, yeah. You want to take Forever. over? Yeah, you a little bit. For yeah. real? Yeah. Yeah. I think we should. It'll be two Latinas and two white girls out loud. Uh -huh. Hey! <laughs> hey. I, right. I, like, white bitches can be loud too. I heard what you guys came with a new intro. Yeah, mm. I kind of hit it. Let's hear it. Mm. And then it'll play. <laughs> and then we come back. Oh, my God, that was dope. Yeah. Love it. That's cute. You guys, it's so nice to have you here. Thanks this for is, having us. This, this is, is a big award moment. winning podcast, bitches. Stop playing. I know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, don't I know. Wait, can I curse on this? Of course you can. Okay. Yeah, I'll be wallet. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Glory, not for nothing. This right. is also a big moment. For us? For all of us in this room it and is. all of our listeners, because we have our two 
our first two non-Latinas right. on the Latinos on the podcast. bitches! The gates have opened. Right. I feel so special. Welcome, right. Caucasians. Right. I have been dreaming of being on this podcast, and I never thought it would happen. And look. Anything possible. Oh, there is Anything's a tear possible. falling down McKenna's cheek right no, now. She's because crying. Rachel sent out her infamous group text, yeah. and we were just like, oh, my gosh, fingers moving so fast. Right. I was she, like, I'm going to be there. And I was like, like this is me, 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 right. me. It's that a moment. Mean. Y'all know y'all gotta be special to be in here. This is mm-hmm. Latino. Song, I mean, I'm the know? whitest person in North America. So <laughs> America? I'm excited that I made it in this room. <laughs> it's feels Southern so Belle. Yo, <laughs> first of all, we come from different walks of comedy, mm-hmm. yes. mm-hmm. which I love being with people like you in a room as well because, yeah. like, you know, we are learning from each other. We have to build together. But I would like to take a few moments to talk about the state of females in comedy and what that means to you guys. Anybody can grab that. We could talk. Well, I could talk more to the stand up because, you know, the it. sketch, do you know, it. Rachel, obviously, you know, she, I think sometimes the world's cross. So I think I'm honored that I was able to be on Comedy Derailed and like get to explore sketch because that also impacts my artwork as a stand up comedian in a different way. Dope. Like the writing about it, the writing of it helps me to, oh, I could add that to my structure. There's a lot of rules and sketch that can be kind of interchangeable. For, For sure. me in stand-up, um, I think that we have been seeing more women in stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. but we need more. And more specifically, women of color, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I've been in the circuit, I've been seeing a lot of like white women out there, um, but we just need more women of color. Like, I think we have very interesting stories to tell yeah. in stand-up. So I'm going to be pushing for that forever. It's scary to even be on this podcast. This is my first podcast interview. So uh, this is scary for me to actually like speak my mind. And this shit's recorded. Yeah. Okay. We could also edit. Just know that. Oh, good. Right. We we have a safety net. Because I'll remember. No, I'm kidding. As long as 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 it's not funny. (laughs) No, but it's it's good to, um, to get comfortable with speaking your mind and um, not caring what people think about it and right. you got to trust yourself and I think that the more women that come into comedy the better it's gonna get yeah I guess I'm curious about the sketch world right yeah. because I feel like it's it's similar by the same problems that we have right like for sure are it, there many it mirrors groups? exactly what you were saying yeah. glory about you know not having enough women in the room for sure and that's in the writer's room but also performance and everyone should be held accountable for putting in the extra effort to bring people in to the production do. yeah for yeah. sure and I think that that's what's been really specialable. Specialable, you guys. Are we going to edit that word? Specialable. No, that's a new hashtag. hashtag Comedy derailed is specialable. And let me tell you why. (laughs) I like that. It's been a year. And when we walk (laughs) into that room and Rachel's sitting there, there's like this energy with all of these super, super talented comedians. And I'm not even saying, oh, female Mm -hmm. comedians. It's like the top comedians in New York City because you know if we're all women and we're this successful, we're the top comedians in New York City. (laughs) We need to work harder to get here. Preach, bitch! Girl, snap, snap. 
But yeah, That's actually, not to not to derail the comedy derail uh, conversation. Bars. <laughs> but one of the things that I started doing um, in my first year in, in comedy was I started my own stand-up production, and it's been going really well. It's very successful. We sell out every every show. Mm. Like I'm not saying that you're not invited to the party, but we want to hear new stories. Like. We're rebooting all these shows. Like, I think it's time to hear some new stories. Tell them about Strawberry Milk. Strawberry. So, Strawberry... I didn't want to... Because I don't want to, like, you know, but divert. But it's not about that. But Strawberry Milk is a stand-up show where we really encourage for di diversity. Actually, my two co-founders are also white women. It's a little problematic. We did have a black... It was a, it was two black girls, two black women. I mean, two black girls, two, two white women. But one of them had to drop out. Um, she has some issues going on in her life. You see the the editing. She just had some personal stuff she was handling. And um, <laughs> we just wanted to create a space where it was like, because, you know, part of every part of a production, you know, the decision making, it could be we just need more women in the room. So we could be like, actually, that's wrong. That's not how you get your period. Mm. You're saying it wrong. Mm. Like, just like even little details like <laughs> yeah, that. Like, you wrote the joke wrong, motherfucker. Right. Like, that's not how over It's fucking work. seven days. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so I just think that we need, we always need more women in comedy. Yeah. It also feels so good, you know, Rachel, the fact that you put this whole production and brought all these people together oh because God, we're, yeah. we're carving out a path for the younger generations of comedians, female comedians coming up because there's so many of us who are new directors, new mm. writers, new new performers, new to being in a, the writer's room and giving feedback and giving Bitch critical feedback. feedback and taking yeah. feedback. And I think getting those reps in, especially with a supportive group of women, helps you then take the next step into other environments. I love that you brought that right. up, Sarah. And thank you all so much for these compliments. Mm -hmm. I, you know, that's not what this is about either. But I will say that, like, to your point, some of the women, I'm not going to say who, but some of the women, like, felt a little awkwardness when having to you know, confront other women in the room about the writing. Oh, really? Right. Actually, wait, after that, last week, I, you know, last week I did do that. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Why do we have, like, we're, <laughs> we're so we polite. <laughs> we're so polite. We're polite and we're sensitive mm -hmm. and, and we must and we have to tell each other some things that we may not want to hear. Right. And I'm talking mostly no. about in the creative community, you yeah. know, but this also exists for other things that we deal with. <laughs> Yeah. Um, why aren't we speaking up more? I just be feeling, I just been conditioned to be like, you know what, like what you have to say is not important. So I'm like, you know, I don't want to hurt nobody's I feelings. Really yeah. It's just, I, I come from a marketing back from, background. Before I was a legendary comedian, I was a marketer. Mm. <laughs> marketing. Before she was a legendary comedian, which you are, because right. let's just discuss, you've come so far in only doing this for a very short amount of right. time. It's only been a, a little bit over a year. And I was actually going to talk about my second show after I did my first show was Comedy Derailed. Hey, and I, I, cause look at your shine. Right, sometimes I forget that. Um, I just forget. A lot. That's why I hate doing sometimes interviews. I'm like, yo, I forgot to bring this up. But Rachel actually gave me my second stage, and it mm. wasn't no regular stage. It was 200 people in there, yeah. mm -hmm. and I was so nervous. Out. Yeah, I was nervous as fuck, and I was just like, but that's why we need women in comedy because it would have been anybody else. They were like, well, we don't know you, so you can't get no stage time. And I'm like, she gave me my first, it was the best energy I could have ever got. I was like, and I think that's why I'm maybe like, you know, um, 
my reality is a little bit distorted. Because, like, yo, I killed a, two, a room with 200 you people. You annihilated. Yeah. And it was just like. Sarah and McKenna were there. We all saw yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, bitch, you're just like. It was. I'm, it must have been, like, three months after I did my first show. Because April, whatever three months, whatever July was from April. It's so natural. It's in you. Yeah. That's three months. It's just something you're cultivating. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's naturally and organically there. And Michael, our cancer friend, he gonna be tired. He tired of me. He <laughs> was like, Bago. yo, how do you just talk to the audience? Like, people take years to master, like, a conversation. Yes. And I think it's part of, like, being a brown woman where it's like, this is what we do every time. We just be telling jokes back and forth. <laughs> like, we're just <laughs> talking to each other. So Yeah, that's true. I still have friends that talk about your set from that Big show style. a year ago. I don't even know what I was talking about a year ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm right. like, oh, come here. I'll give you her handle. You got to follow her on right. Twitter. It's the best. Sarah's friends can tell you what, what you were talking about a year ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah the relationship stuff. <laughs> right. okay. the, the, the phone call from jail. Oh, yes. Yeah. So yes. good. That's a good bit. Yeah, I got some new things now, but I don't know if I can say ass eating well, on the podcast. That's oh. what I want to get to. Speaking of new stuff, let's talk about the content of the show. Yes. Can we just sketches. talk about, like, yeah, what are your favorite sketches? I'll, can I go first? Yeah. Oh my I, gosh, don't give it away. I, I won't give most of it away, but I just want to give a little top of a little little whipped cream, little a okay. dollop. Okay. Okay. Um I'm my sorry. favorite sketch and they're all my favorite because they're all so I'm good. Gonna cr- I'm gonna cry. Be careful here. Okay. <laughs> Bitch. No, there's so many. There's Mom's so many. Mom's about to oh, pick wait. a favorite, you guys. Is it I'm is a- it my sketch? Oh wait, okay. I'm, I'm not gonna answer what? this question. Um <laughs> I I Which one you? Which no, one but I because okay, I have different favorites for different reasons. Okay. Does that make sense? Like I know that's what people. That's what moms tell their kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys are both my favorite for different reasons. Well, no, this one in particular, I just cannot wait to see the audience's reaction to that one moment in the sketch. Like other sketches wait, have their moments. It, I think is what I think it is. Hansel and Gretel is going to just. Bring people to a place that they didn't expect to go, it is. and it's I'm a great so sketch. excited for that who moment. Who wrote that? That was wow. written by Laura Michelle, oh, who is a writer um, on a mod team at, at UCB. UCB, who's doing her fucking thing and who's a genius. Writer. I love her. She's she wrote Jennifer, right? She wrote. That's Jennifer. my favorite one. Okay, give it's us rad. a t- give us a little a little. Let's just say if you glimmer. watch Friends, you know what the fuck is up. It's such a re- like when I was on when I was reading the script. I'm like, this shit is so ridiculous that I love it. Oh, no. It's just so extra. I love it. Yeah, I love that we have uh, shark costumes. Yes, we have great costumes. Yeah, in this we show. have a bunch of a variety of costumes. That's going the on. thing. All Our kinds show is of celebrities. Wasn't yeah. there celebrities coming through? Uh-huh. Oh, Method Man will Method be there. Man. Yes, right. <laughs> I hope he's there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Rachel's like, I hope that that ad re- reached him. No, I hope I can bring out my inner method man. Yeah, I was hoping be he'd be in the room right now. He's not in the room. Oh, yeah, where's method man? Oh, baby, I like it, right? <laughs> but Rachel, I think, I know we're about to wrap up, but I think about all the time when you were like, I, it took, like, you really were dreaming about putting this together and you made it happen so my question for you is like what was that push that is like you know what i love getting some, interviewed by the way right no me bitch, yeah. right here mm-hmm. but i love I'm a good like, q a right sometimes really like good. we have these great ideas i think it happens a lot to women we have these great ideas but we never like bring them to to fruition and rachel i remember having a conversation you're like yo i've been wanting to do this for a minute and the yeah. fact that it's going on like how do you feel like just from head to to stage it is just one of those passion projects that is 100% magic, mm-hmm. you know? So 
Look, there are things on my to-do list, you know, that I I know are going to take years and years. And for this particular endeavor, I just one day woke up and I was like, why am I procrastinating? Right. Why? And I also have a village that if I build this the right way, Mm -hmm. it will become a self oiled machine and and operate pretty smoothly where all I've got to do is insert some new pieces and oil the cogs and just it will keep operating. So that's happening as we speak. Like this is the third installment of Comedy Derail. Now it's getting harder and harder because of, you know, putting the show together, taking the time to curate it and all the other stuff that Mm -hmm. comes with producing. But it's getting easier in how it's functioning as a machine now. Like, even you guys know the sort of the system, right? Mm -hmm. We... This time, I think we took um, a little more time to develop the writing, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. Okay, yeah. And that's the thing, too, when producing is I have to keep learning and building mm-hmm. and inject the new, you know, new systems or new approaches. So yeah. I, I I wanted to concentrate a little it's more on the writing. It's definitely, like, organized as fuck. I'm like, oh, this is a system. I am so glad <laughs> that that's the perception. That's what I, I got. Really... I'm like, oh, they got a six-week process. <laughs> Writers team, we're going to meet first, and then everybody come through. I was like, oh, this is a process. This is yeah. a Trello board. Oh, but look at <laughs> the confidence you built too because yeah. our first time out the gate we were like oh no I'm not good enough to write and we like squeezed out seven or eight sketches and Great this time sketches. we showed up to our first writers meeting with like over 30 15 no, there were so many sketches we sketches. didn't even read yeah I had to get rid of seven yeah right mm-hmm. did I do seven sketches I had to get rid of a whole show yeah right. but that's in that first re- reading Rachel we had like each person had four or five that they walked oh, in Oh, the with. very first pitch. Read. Yeah, we the didn't pitch. even read them. You're right. I was going to come in. And Amazing. I, we got we to gotta wrap up. All right. I want to yeah. ask, how did you pick the women that you put in it? Because you picked some dope-ass women. I still have relationships with some of them outside of the show. And we just, like, been building. I'll, like, we just, like, link up and stuff. Like, go to, like, a mic together. Here's the problem. I'm not really picking them. I just meet them. Like, you oh. want to be in the show? Great. You're in Bitch. the next show. Because this is an infinite kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If you, I, I think as women, we know where we belong. Right. And if you belong on this roster, holler at me. Right. You're on the roster. She's so mm-hmm. open to it. I was like, you know, Rachel, I really want to write. I didn't have time to submit a skit, but even like just open to it where it's like, a lot of people just don't give you opportunity. You just have one person open the door. Like, bitch, come through, bitch. Yeah. This is what right. this this mechanism, I know we have to wrap with this mechanism that I'm trying to build is not a, no, you cannot be in the show. Only you can be in the show. Yeah. No, this is, okay, let's put our big girl granny panties on and let's do, let's explore our discomfort zone. Oh, let's bitch. all become directors. I've never directed in my life until comedy derailed. I'm still learning. And but I'm getting gotta, the help from this right. village that we're all a part of. And yeah. that's what this is about. Come through. You want to express some of your writing and showcase. This is the this is the platform for it. This yeah. is no holds barred and no fear allowed. Oh, no mm-hmm. fear allowed. No fear allowed. Stop being scared. I like that. Ooh. Well, you can catch us at Comedy Derailed at the Triad Theater on a Thursday night. We're going to try something a little different with Thursday Night Comedy. Two shows, 7 and 9 p.m. You can get tickets at comedyderailed.eventbrite.com. You'll see these phenomenal women. And real quick, you guys, Sarah is on a team at the pit like butter. She's amazing. She's such a talented writer. Your sense of writing is so unique, and it's just... You want to watch every second of it. I cannot Rachel. wait for oh your sketches. Lori, we are so proud of you. Oh, well, I'm going to come back on a separate event. You have to. Yeah. And can't wait for your stand-up. And the McKenna Cox of Room 28, people. Mm. Yes. I don't know what else to say about you, except for thank God you moved here. You guys changed south. my life. 
We love you. At first, when I first saw Room 20, I thought it was like an actor accent. I'm like, oh, this bitch got it down packed. I'm like, oh, no, that's McKenna. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, you got to be you. Right. Wait, oh, can I do one more thing? Sure. Hello, folks. I I thought Frank was in the room. I swear to God, I thought Frank hologrammed himself. I can't believe he's not here. You know how I feel about Frank. That's because you brought it full circle because it was sorry. Thank you so much for coming, ladies. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for having us. I can't wait for rehearsal on Wednesday. We're going to kill it. We are going to kill it. Um, And this Keloke Quickie segment, of course, is brought to you by Fuchila Air Fresheners. So go to fuchilafresheners.com and use our code LOL10. You get 10% off air fresheners. You can get a Walter Mercado air freshener. What? Yes, a Platano air freshener. Yo, a freaking Keloke air freshener. An AOC <laughs> air freshener. Hey, hey. I could have just said all the names and then air freshener after, but I decided to <laughs> Wait, say it each time. Wait, what's the name time. again? Fuchila She's air freshener. Motherfuckers need a Walter Mercado one. F-U-C-H-I-L-A. Fuchila. Thank you for sponsoring. Jamie, Mike, thank you so much for giving up your mics. Yeah. And of course, the Sarah, Glory, and McKenna. And shout out your handles and let people know where they can find you. All right, Sarah Ann Houghton. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sarah, S A R A H N A N N H O, number one. Bitch, the one and only. <laughs> right. I'm Glory. You can find me on the internet at Glory is pretty funny, not Gloria, G L O R Y. And on my website, gloryisprettyfunny.com. It's a whole brand. All right. Okay, y'all. I'm McKenna. <laughs> you can <laughs> find me on all platforms pretty much at E McKenna Cox. Figure it out. I'm not going to spell it. Also, I have my own website, www.mckennacox.com. Mm. Yes, bitch. And it's beautiful. She's it going to get you with the blue website. eyes, right? Oh, when you golly. get to the homepage, you just oh, drawn right into you her. You never eyes. leave. Stamp well, up. a little bit about Comedy Derailed. You can find all of us on Thursday, June 27th. 14 comedians, two shows, one night, 7 and 9 p.m. Are you ready for this cast? Should I unveil it? Because yes. I haven't spoken I about see. it, really. Okay, you guys. This show is entirely written, directed, and starring the following females. Alana Johnson, Ooh, Anita Jutina Flores, Woo-hoo. Black Rose, mm. Brenda Raquel, yep. mm-hmm. Ellen Hahn, Glory Mora, Haley Raphael, yes. Laura Michelle, Ooh, McKenna wow. Cox, That's Sarah Ann Houghton, Miss Yaya, and Legina Hill. Woo-hoo. It's going to be crazy. That's a lot of talent right there. What a roster. So check it out. Go to comedyderail.eventbrite.com. You can follow me at Rachel La Loca. Shout out to all the listeners, everybody here, all the guests, Felipe Esparza, to these lovely ladies of Comedy Derailed. Please leave us some more reviews. Reviews. Y'all getting a little L-A-Z-Y, lazy, Ooh, all right? Yes, I'm Please, <laughs> give us some reviews. We got to know how we're doing. And the only way for us to know is for you to let us know. Mm-hmm. So thank you to everybody on that note. We out! Woo! Bye. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina. Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. 
There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.